Hey, I'm Sean, and this is the Growth Code Podcast, helping you to create more revenue, profit, and freedom in your business. I'll be sharing the ideas, knowledge, and tools I've gathered over a career of helping businesses thrive. So welcome, agencies, consultants, and service-based business owners. Let's create that seven-figure business that loves you back. I'm so excited about this episode because I want to show you the money. That's right. I'm talking about those times when the profit and loss says there's a profit, but you're wondering, where's the cash? Before I get there, have you ever noticed that when you have a limited amount of something, you can always make it stretch? I'm talking about life in general. When you're down to the last squeeze of toothpaste, the last drop of fuel in the tank, side note, I drive my husband mad, leaving the car until it's on fumes. But it seems that we're hardwired as humans to make do with what we have. The same is true when there's an abundance. Parkinson's law says that anything will expand to fill the space it's given. So the more money you have, the more you'll spend. Sound familiar? When it comes to running your business, sometimes we find ourselves doing that Checking the old bank balance, checking the balance online, sneaking a look at your app. Sometimes refreshing the bank feed, waiting for a deposit to drop before payroll. My husband reminded me this week of a time that I took drastic and maybe dangerous measures. We had a restaurant client who had several outstanding invoices. He was dodging calls, not replying to emails, not responding to letters. One day I had had enough. I drove down to the restaurant and he hid in the back. I subsequently parked my car so his customers couldn't leave. And come to think of it, that sounds a little bit like a hostage situation. I made a bit of a scene until he came out from the back and I confronted him about the branding, signage, interior design and the printed menus that he was happily taking advantage of in the shiny new restaurant, but he hadn't paid for any of it. Anyway, back on track. When that deposit does drop in the bank, the balance looks fat and juicy. Everything is okay and you can take a deep breath. Maybe buy that fancy new coffee machine and pay some of the bills. But other times, you're scraping the barrel on the countdown to payroll day. You feel the hop skip in your chest and your hands are a bit sweaty. It's time to hustle. You send those invoice chases you hate sending. You chase up outstanding quotes push jobs over the line, and maybe you pay your bills as late as you can. I haven't even gotten to the kicker yet, the thing that really stings. You are the risk taker. You are the one who's created something out of nothing, something that didn't exist before. And your reward is that you get paid last. Or maybe this month you don't even get paid at all. Awesome. You set out to be your own boss. But this roller coaster is now the boss of you. Business owners eat last. But I'm taking a stand because it shouldn't be that way and it doesn't have to be. If only we can call upon that natural resourcefulness I mentioned at the start, but maybe without the hostage situations. I'm on a mission to help business owners crack the growth code and make their businesses permanently profitable. You see, I hear so many stories in my role as a business coach about business owners who aren't spring chickens but don't have a pension plan, a business owner who's had to deal with her business getting flooded, paying for all the repairs and she's not taken a salary for months, 
or hearing from someone who's lost his home as a result of a business failure, only to have a heart attack while starting from scratch all over again. Your relentless work doesn't free you, it drains you, all the while we're flirting with entrepreneurial poverty. I talk about business growth a lot, and it doesn't make sense to do that without taking a little time to talk about financial health. So if you've ever sat in front of your accountant who's reading your profit and loss, telling you that you've made six figures in profit, but you're wondering where the cash is, then join me on a little journey so we can take some tiny steps to changing the financial health of your business. But I've got a spoiler alert. You don't need to make drastic changes. So, where's the money? Have you ever heard the phrase, it takes money to make money? Well, I think that's an absolute load. We've proven in every other aspect of life that we can make do with what we have, yet somehow in business, that ability to get so resourceful is squashed. I was born in Zimbabwe and grew up there until I left for, left for university, just before I turned 18. I also moved to the UK when I graduated at 20. There's a phrase, a saying that I grew up, that roughly translates to, well, a man makes a plan. And there's also a Shona word, tinogona, and roughly translated as there's no direct translation, it means it's achievable, or anything is possible, depending on how you use the word. That is within me, and I want you to summon that deep resourcefulness that's in you, because you don't need money to make money. As business owners, we've all been in tough times. When the going gets tough, you go on mission state critical. We try to quickly create an offer, diversify, or take any scraps of sales you can get. But this is often to the detriment of your long-term game, your values, and yes, your cash flow. You plow effort and money, time, which is money, and resources, more money, into these vain attempts only diluting the core focus of your business. And the core aim of business should ultimately be profit. But why do we talk about profit last? It actually takes money to make less money if you want to get philosophical about it. I think it was Richard Branson, and I, I do need to fact check that, but someone said, if you want to turn a billionaire into a millionaire, buy an airline. And I'm not sure where that came from. It just kind of popped into my head. The point is, if we flipped the traditional model that's been drummed into us for years and years on its head and stopped focusing on more sales, more revenue, more clients, more profits, more services first, and we focused on profit, this is going to change the game. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. So if you focus on getting more sales, focus on reducing expenses, not a bad thing to do, by the way, you still don't have a big spotlight on profit. Profit is like the little ginger kid who gets picked last to be on a team. And I can totally say that because naturally, ginger. Profit. But not just the th theoretical kind on the bottom of the PL. I'm talking about the cold, hard cash kind. It sounds absurd, but go with me. Just go with the flow. I remember when I was a kid heading off to university to fend for myself for the very first time. My parents gave me a life lesson in budgeting, and I'll always be grateful for it. 
Dad told me to pay for the roof over your head first. He told me other things too. Come to think of it, I wish someone had passed that advice on to some of our tenants, but there you go. Back in those days, online banking wasn't a thing. Neither was Facebook. (laughs) So I would go to the bank and I would draw my monthly budget out in cash and put everything into envelopes. Side note, Dad also told me when I started my first business to always pay the tax man first. It's the one bill you can't leave. He used to say, borrowing from the tax man is stealing. I'll never forget the little coloured envelopes I kept hidden in a basket next to my fireplace. Yes, very secure. A red envelope for rent, a blue one for expenses, a yellow one for food and fuel, a green one for fun. I was always told to put 10% aside for a rainy day and save 10% no matter what. Those were put into a bank account that was difficult to draw from and a long-term saver sort of thing. You get the idea. The funny thing was, just because there was structure to it, I never borrowed or stole from other envelopes. It just didn't cross my mind. And I always managed to make do with what I had. In fact, I never went out. I never went without, unlike a lot of my uni mates who were always skinned. It sucked. No one had money to take trips or do spontaneous things, which I loved to do. I loved making memories. How does this relate to business? Okay, I'm getting there. Since being in business and when I had my agency business, not only did I hire a virtual finance director, but I also learned from the great Keith Cunningham on how to take the road less stupid. I had a burning question though that always baffled me. I sat down with my virtual FD one day. We were looking at the year in numbers and Lee said, congratulations, you've made a net profit. It was sizable, six figures in fact. I distinctly remember looking at the bank balance and saying, great, but where's the money? I realized then and felt the pain that profit is theoretical. Numbers can be pushed around on pages. Cash is reality. I didn't like it and I didn't know what I was going to do to get to grips with it. How could this be? What was the point? After hearing the good news, You then get given the tax bill. And again, I've seen businesses turn the lights out because they've not planned for their VAT or their corporation tax. The robbing Peter to pay penny eventually catches up. And this is the entrepreneurial poverty that I'm talking about. Working with a finance director or virtual finance director has helped me understand the numbers and what they mean for business. They can give you all the figures, but it's how you turn those numbers back into a story and what you do with the information that's important. After that big tax bill surprise that nearly put my company under financially, I knew I had to take control. And you can too. Here's one of the resourceful strategies that you can do today, and it'll take minutes. You can start right now. It's really easy, and it's going to change your company and your financial health. Create envelopes for your business. If you want to change living month to month and eating last, it'll determine what action you're going to take. So I invite you after this episode to go to your bank, online banking, and start creating the envelopes for your business. Maybe your existing bank will let you have several accounts that you can name. I chose to go with a bank where it took less than 10 minutes to set up the account via an app and provides free banking. 
Starling is great. You can also create spaces inside your account to sweep money aside for your different envelopes. There are other banks available, such as Tide and Monzo. This is not a recommendation or a plug for any bank in particular. That's your choice. Number two, label your bank accounts or your envelopes. VAT, twice a month, set a reminder to check your payments received and don't even think about it. Just sweep 20% aside. You'll be ready when the VAT bill arrives and when the money is out of sight, it's out of mind. You can't accidentally spend it on that fancy coffee machine. That's the risk when you see your healthy bank balance. You don't realize that 20% of it isn't even yours. That was my catalyst. I'm not ashamed to admit it, but back in the agency days, after a long Christmas holiday and things going on, I had forgotten about the VAT. I can still feel the sting, and it was nearly the end of me. At the end of each quarter, when VAT returns are submitted, no doubt there'll be an excess. You can then push that to another envelope for your corporation tax. Once you know that you've got that money put aside, you don't need to stress that you're going to have to pay your corporation tax bill once a year. Like Dad says, spending your tax money is not unlike stealing, so put that aside every month in anticipation. What's left over is not a bonus. Well, it could be. After paying the tax man, whatever is left is yours. You can use your main bank account for your receipts, or it's a pain to change banking details for clients. But if you want to be extra thorough, create an operating expenses account. I can't believe how many businesses don't know exactly how much it costs to keep the doors open every month. Have all OPEX coming out of one account, then you'll know. And if you don't have enough money for all the OPEX, you know you need to cut costs. But this way you have a buffer. So if you have a slow sales month, if that client doesn't land, that retainer cancels their contract, you don't run into mission state critical. It's scary that most businesses are only about three months away from bankruptcy. And after the pandemic with all these loans, that's probably a bit optimistic. Number three, open an account for profit. This is like that green envelope that was for fun. Why should business owners eat last? We're the ones that have taken the risk, sacrificed, lost sleep, missed family events, we should be looked after and rewarded the spoils of business. Instead of asking yourself how much revenue do you want to make, ask yourself how much profit you want to make. Then look at your bank balance. Take that percentage and put it aside. Every month, put that profit aside first. Maybe start small until you get into the habit of it. Start with 1% if you have to. For agency businesses and service-based businesses, this is difficult. It will force you to look at projects in a new light. Project scope creep, over-delivering, not charging for change requests. These will all sting that little bit more. And I hope that the practice of deciding what a job's profit is before you begin will help you to get things streamlined. It'll certainly give you a sense of urgency to stop bankrolling clients' projects and put processes in place. And I promise you another thing, my fellow business owners. If you put it aside, it's out of sight. You'll make do with what you have. Protect yourself from the bank balance trap. Your profits will be protected. And when you look at the profit and loss statement with your FD at the end of the year, you have some cash to back up that theoretical number. Then you can enjoy it. But let's get off the boom and bust roller coaster. 
If you want business growth, you should also want financial health. And that means focusing on profit in cash. Don't think that I'm some money-crazed monster drawling over money. Profit is important. Profit and cash are how you create a sustainable business and stop living hand-to-mouth. Profit is how you grow. If you're not firefighting or holding restaurants hostage, you can focus on the right things and work on your business, not in it. I hope that has sparked some positive thoughts for you and that you'll take one action away and set up your envelopes. I'd love to hear from you and if you have any other genius ways of managing your financial health in your business, let me know. My wish for you is entrepreneurial prosperity. If I can help and you want to talk through this or need some accountability to get it done, then DM me on social media, the word growth, or email me hello at workwithshawn.co.uk and let's set up a clarity call. High five. Thank you for listening to the Growth Code podcast with me, Sean Lanigan. If you're ready to crack the growth code for your agency or consultancy business, then DM me on social media, the word growth, or email hello at workwithshawn.co.uk. Let's see how I can help you navigate this wonderful, crazy journey of being a business owner and pave your path to permanent profits.